Hey everybody, welcome back to Getting to Know You. This is our season three finale. I am your host, Jen Dawson, and I'm delighted to have Sonal Shah joining me today. She is the Division Chief of Dermatology at UH Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital, and she's the Director of Pediatric Dermatology at UH Cleveland Medical Center. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Shaw. So as we get started, the question I ask everybody is what led you to pediatric dermatology? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm super honored to be here. Um, and so this is one of my favorite stories of, of how I ended up where I did, because it was quite serendipitous. So I actually went into medical school thinking that I was going to be a pediatrician, maybe doing some fellowship um, off of peds. And so it was in my third year of medical school. I was on one of my inpatient peds rotations, and we had a really, really, really sick kid um, with ulcers all over his body, and nobody knew what was going on. And so I went to school at Ohio State, and at that time, um, there was no nationwide at that time hospital. There was no division of pediatric dermatology, but Joy Mosser was in the community, and she was always very gracious, and she came over to look at this patient, and she knew instantly what was going on, and quite literally over the next several days, saved this child's life. And so I did not even know that pediatric dermatology was a thing. Um, but after seeing her and working with her um, on that case, I was incredibly intrigued. So I reached out to her and I said, I need to understand what do you do and how did you get into this and what was your path? And she was incredibly gracious. And we had a lovely discussion and she literally handed me her wits um, and neonatal derm. And she said, if you want to do pediatric dermatology, you have to contact these people, which was Amy Paller and Tony Mancini, and then Alona Frieden and Larry Eichenfeld. And so I was a third year medical student. I had no idea that these people were giants in the field. And I just, you know, typed out an email, like, hi, I want to come shadow you. And literally everyone responded and they were just so kind and welcoming. And I think that is very representative of the peds germ community. Um, and so I was fortunate to be able to go and spend time with both of their groups as a fourth year medical student. And that just sort of like set my career on its current path. So that's how I found peds germ. What a beautiful story to have that, that patient really crystallized in your mind. And just that one, you know, some of us can really define our lives by one person coming in mm -hmm. or out of it. And you had that experience with that patient. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. So uh, for personal curiosity, what was the diagnosis? Um, the patient had Mupa Haberman, um, which is actually pretty uncommon. And I haven't seen a patient with that. I was going to say, this is another, this is a rare one that I've never heard mm -hmm. of. So let's talk about your research interests. Where mm -hmm. do you find yourself now, like really, really wanting to spend more time when it comes to research? Yeah. So um, I have been really, really lucky to be a part of a couple of um, collaborative research groups. So one is the hemangioma investigator group. And so there we obviously do research on hemangiomas, but other vascular anomalies. Um, and also the PEDRA birthmarks group. So that's sort of where my main clinical interests lie. And so uh, as an extension research interest as well. Um, and more recently, and I think we'll talk about this in a little bit, um, I have been getting into the education space. So that is sort of a new area that I am interested in and passionate about um, and also starting to explore scholarship within that field. 
I think that's a perfect segue. I think we should get into it now. <laughs> so it quite literally just as in like a matter of two weeks ago, uh, Pedra launched this new education focused study group of which you were an integral part of getting off the ground with, I know some colleagues that you are co-chairing with. So tell us more about that group. What are the goals? What's the purpose? And, and how do you see that fitting into our community? Yeah. So, um, much like most of my most of my life, this also kind of came about in a very um, spontaneous way. But I had taken a, a new job um, a few years back, and I was catching up with some colleagues at um, an SPD meeting over dinner. And one of the main components of my job is um, I was tasked with creating an educational curriculum regarding pediatric dermatology for the pediatrics residency program. And so I was talking to um, Leah Layler, who's at Medical College of Wisconsin, and she was saying that, you know, she does a lot of education for the PEDS residents. And we were kind of commiserating a little bit about why am I spending like two, three hours making a lecture on acne when you're spending two or three hours making a lecture on acne and it's probably all very similar content. Like, why don't we just have a collective bank that we can all sort of use and that's standardized. And then from there, it kind of um, snowballed in a very good way. And we just started thinking a little bit more about how to develop a curriculum and starting to really understand the need behind this particular type of education for pediatrics residents. You know, there are so many peds residency programs and not all of them are attached to a big academic medical center that may have access to pediatric dermatology. So some of these smaller community programs, you know, might not have a derm rotation, they might ha have a dermatologist they can rotate with, a lot of lectures in those scenarios are being um, given by general pediatricians as opposed to dermatologists. And so there's a lot of inequity in terms of what type of education you can have access to depending on, you know, where you train. And so we felt very strongly that um, this is important for peds germs to kind of uh, tackle because there's not that many of us and everyone feels the burden of lots and lots of uh, referrals, long wait times, and our patients feel it the most. So we thought that by maybe arming pediatricians with a little bit more information that they may feel more comfortable in managing kind of the more common things that we see, maybe the less severe cases of things like eczema and acne and, and whatnot, the bread and butter of what we do. And that might leave some time for the more complex patients that actually need to make it to us. So that's sort of where the education group came from. And I think what is nice about having a new focus study group is that we are still really trying to define who we are and, and what we want to do. And I think education can reach over into so many different categories. I think part of it is understanding as a group, like what type of education are we providing and how much of that are we doing? And is that work that is uh, appreciated, number one? Is it work that is compensated for? Is it just something that we're doing because we're, you know, an altruistic bunch? Um, and then also evaluating, you know, curriculum and is it effective and are our learners benefiting and, and gaining the knowledge that they need to do. So uh, we felt like this was a nice niche within Petra because obviously there's so many disease and um, disease, you know, specific focus groups. Um, but this is just something that was different, but also deserved uh, a little bit of scholarship associated with it. Uh, I like what you said about arming pediatricians with more information so that they can sort of fast track patients that need more help 
uh, yeah. over to you and also alleviate some of the burden of you guys seeing, you know, day-to-day -day stuff like, you know, very mild atopic dermatitis cases. Like, so as you're getting this, this initiative off the ground, like what are some short-term goals? Yeah. So our number one goal is we want people to join the group. <laughs> we want to have group members that are interested in education. And it doesn't really matter if you've had experience in terms of curriculum development, um, because this is a new journey for Leah and I also. Prior to this, we hadn't really thought much about um, behind what goes into developing a curriculum and what makes a good curriculum and, again, how to evaluate um, curriculum. So uh, experience not necessarily uh, required, but we want to build a group of people who are excited about this prospect. Um, we have a couple of projects that are sort of in its infancy, but, uh, you know, one of them is this curriculum development program for uh, pediatricians or pediatric residents. Um, so that's kind of coming up the ground. We have um, a couple of surveys that are due to launch, just looking at, again, what is the educational workload for pediatric dermatologists with regard to teaching primary care trainees. Um, and so we're going to use this session to, number one, just sort of uh, gather for the first time and get to know each other and get to know what people's interests are and then really brainstorm and think about what are going to be our big projects, what are people interested in. Um, and I also think that we're going to use um, this group to provide a little bit of, you know, education in terms of how do you create a curriculum? How do you come up with goals and objectives and, and maybe use it as a platform to have some speakers come in who are experts kind of within the field to, to teach us? Because this is something that um, I don't think a lot of people have formal education on. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea, especially when you're talking about um, pediatric residents who don't have uh, PD derms at their institutions. And I mean, even there are many dermatology residency programs that don't yeah. have a pediatric dermatologist on staff, too. So tailoring curriculum that can be applicable for all germ residents, again, kind of touching back on that equity type piece mm -hmm. um, so that people can graduate Durham residency and feel comfortable seeing kids for kind of the common bread and butter thing. So, you know, I think what's great about PEDSTERM is, you know, we, in general, we teach a lot into a whole bunch of different types of learners, right? Durham residents, fellows, medical students, the whole gamut um, of, of learners. And so being able to tailor your content and uh, make it effective for each of those learning groups is incredibly important. Absolutely. Well, my hat's off to you and to Dr. Layler for putting this group together. And I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. It sounds Thanks. like it's going to really has some really fantastic initiatives. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes to. Again, we're just sort of imagining the possibilities. And I think um, hopefully we get a good group of people. Do you have a particular research project that you have found to be especially meaningful? Do you want to talk yeah, about so that? I think um, my first foray into research was actually during my fellowship. So during fellowship, we had the opportunity to take this class called Designing Clinical Research. Um, and that was really, really an instructive um, course. It was a year-long course, and we had to have a project that we kind of thought through from beginning to end. And every week or every two weeks, we would meet with a small group, and we would kind of go over to different pieces and parts of building a project and, um, and the steps that are involved in kind of seeing it through till the end. And so um, 
the project that I worked on was looking at rebound growth following discontinuation of propranolol, which ended up being um, a huge study with over 900 patients, multiple sites. And this was kind of right around the time that PEDRA was sort of launching. And so I think that really informed my sense of how to do collaborative research and the importance mm-hmm. of collaborative research, um, especially in a really small field where, you know, maybe we're studying some rare things where you might have a couple of patients, but that's not enough to really study. But if you can get together a group of people who each have a couple of patients, then you have a larger, you know, cohort to follow from. So that was probably the most transformative experience in terms of, um really understanding what goes into putting together a big research project like that, but also the importance of uh, finding collaborators that you can work with who are like-minded, who, um, you know, all sort of have a similar mindset in terms of doing research and helping our patients through that. That sounds like a program tailor-made for PEDRA. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're coming to a close. So I wanted to, if you're down for it, do a segment called rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Where I will ask you a series of rapid fire questions. You can answer as quickly as you'd like. Okay. And we'll get to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. So we'll start with uh, your favorite book, or if that's too difficult, book you just finished reading. Okay, I'll do I'll do both. So book I just finished, um, Covenant of Water by Abraham Varghese. Amazing. Um, one of my all time favorites, but my absolute all time favorite is The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy. So, uh, okay, uh, TV show you recently binged? Ooh, the Beckham documentary. Oh, so good. Wait. I binged it now twice. Like I've rewatched it. Stop. Really? Oh my <laughs> <It's> gosh. Really <laughs> That's how I feel about anything that comes out about uh, Megan and Harry. I just watch it like <laughs> immediately. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. Favorite place you've ever traveled to? I have a lot, but I I feel like I always have a very special connection whenever we go back to India. So my parents are both um, born in India and came over here um, in the 70s. And so whenever I travel back there, it's just a, just a very magical and special uh, feeling and I was able to take my kids back this past December and it was nice that they had that very same feeling so I think that's probably my favorite place to travel but also my other favorite place that I've been is Cape Town South Africa Ooh, that sounds amazing oh I would love to go to South Africa Beautiful. I'll add yeah. that to my list okay uh favorite food I feel like tacos like oh yeah I just eat tacos all day long yeah what kind yeah. of tacos do you like the best so I'm a vegetarian, so okay. I like kind of like the fancy ones with all these different grilled veggies and stuff like oh, that. So. so good. So good. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, how do you unwind after a long day? Oh, um, so I, I'm not great at this. I feel like I, at the end of the day, I put my kids to bed and I'm just so spent that I literally just shower and go to sleep. (laughs) That's how I unwind. And on the rare instance that I'm not totally exhausted, then I'll binge watch the second documentary or something like that. So we'll find you unwinding to uh, David Beckham's documentary and some Mexican food, some really yummy veggie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Exactly. All right. And our final question, given all of the time that you have had in our collaborative network, do you have a favorite Pedra memory? Yeah, I um, really, really enjoyed uh, being a part of the opening kickoff for the mentorship program last year. We were talking, can't believe it's been a year, um, but it was just a, such a nice community and group of people. And I really love the mission of the mentorship program and kind of being asked to share my perspective on mentorship and, you know, that special relationship between mentor and mentee um, was really special. So thank you for having me do that. Well, we so appreciate you. You were a wonderful uh, addition to our mentorship mingles, and we hope to invite you back again as another. Oh, I would love to. Here. Absolutely. Anytime. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me today, Dr. Shaw. It's been thank lovely you, getting to know you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thank you so much to Dr. Shaw. It's been lovely getting to know her. To learn more about Pedra's new education-focused study group, you can visit our website at www.pedraresearch.org, or you can click the link in the show notes. If you are interested and want to participate, you can send us an email at info at Make sure you're following us on our social channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn at Pedra Research. And make sure that you have subscribed to our Pedra Pearls podcast channel on iTunes, Google, and Spotify so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you back in season four.